Testies, testies, one, two, three. One, two, three, one. Is on the air, baby doll. My name is Darian. I'm back for another week. I'm feeling a little bit better. I hope I sound better. Jason Harold, do I sound any better? You sound amazingly delicious. Nice. That's what I was going for. The delicious sounds of the Padded Room podcast. Success. Jason, what's up with you, big dog? Nothing. Trying to survive a <laughs> snowmageddon 23. Oh, man. The fuck with this shit. Yeah, it really has a way of wrecking New Year's plans. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Just kind of getting in the way of all things. New Year's Eve, we get like a good 24-hour snow dump. Yeah. Uh, What do we get? Probably a good two feet, right? Two, three feet? It depends on where you're at. Yeah. Uh, And then you, Darian and I live really close to one another. Yeah. We lost power, I think, nine hours plus, nine to ten hours. We did not. Uh, lose you guys power. had a flicker. Yeah, we had it. We, we got flickery for a minute or two. Yeah. That was it. But had to completely uh, kibosh all of our New Year's plans. I don't and, blame you. Yeah, we were planning on having a little thing here at the house. Nobody wanted to come up. I live at the top of a hill. Yeah, kill hill, hill, hill as you put it, <laughs> which is exactly what it would have been. It is a death trap. It is. <laughs> if anybody tried to get out, get up that fucking thing in the snow. No way, dude. <laughs> no, no way. No way. No. <laughs> What's uh, up with you, man? Not much. Uh, I also had my New Year's plans wrecked, <laughs> but uh, decided to get hammered anyway with my wife and kids. <laughs> Always good. I mean, why not? You know, why not do it? You, I think that's the proper recipe for a successful family. Nice, probably. Cohesive alcoholism. Alcoholism <laughs> yeah. is the best way to go. Mix, yes. Makes yourselves more tolerable. Absolutely. To each other, you know, especially in confined quarters like that. Plus, you know, it, may, it ensures that the kids fall asleep early. Oh, they were out. So. Yeah, they were out. They didn't make it through Super Troopers. We watched Super Troopers, and then we would watch Bloody Hell. Oh, nice. And uh, one of the kids made it like a quarter way through Super Troopers. The other one made it to the start of Bloody Hell. Yeah. Out like lights. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think we were done by like 9, 30, 10 o'clock because we had nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, just over at there that, at that point, dark. we have no heat. Yeah. So yeah. I was worried about you, man. <laughs> Because you can see, like, Jason doesn't live, like, in my neighborhood, but I can see his neighborhood from my neighborhood. We're technically in the same neighborhood, but there's, like, a canyon that separates <laughs> yeah. us. You know, I, I, we're, we're both at the top of two kill hills. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But I look out the backyard, which goes right into Jason's neighborhood, and it's nothing but pitch black over there. Yeah. Starting at, like, 9 o'clock at night. By like 10.30, I was really worried about you. And I'm it like, was too cold to kick off a proper purge. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going outside no. to kill people. No. no. <laughs> I mean, I'll kill them, but they're going to have to come to me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, 
bundle up. Because <laughs> you, otherwise you might just freeze to death on your way to get killed. Yeah, he got cold quick. And, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, not a lot you can do, Nothing. especially nowadays. Like, you know. Yeah, no e- Wi-Fi. E- everything needs some kind of yeah. te- electricity or technology exactly. pushing it. You can't it. even start the stove, you said. <laughs> yeah, and even like me, I'm, you know, so anti-streaming movies. Uh, uh, oh, look at me with all my physical media yeah. that I can't use nope. because I got no power. No power, bud. <laughs> You're stuck. Oh, well. Right on, man. Well, we got a regular horror show to get into here, amigo. We got uh, listener mail. We got horror news. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Let's kick things off with some horror news, Jason Harrell. Let's do. horror news jay man what do you got for us oh let's see evil dead rise is supposed to get an actual full trailer drop tomorrow nice um didn't know if it was announced previously but the theatrical release is supposed to be april 21st okay so looking forward to that i'm into it that's all i got okay uh, what do we got here? Horror Mystery Series 1899. Familiar with this at all? 1899. Yeah. No. It's on Netflix. Me neither. Uh, don't get your hopes up because it's already been canceled. Oh, well, look at there. After one season. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Apparently, it wasn't that great. That's kind of Netflix's MO. Yeah. they. Uh, if it doesn't like immediately jump out to like 50 bazillion yeah. uh, downloads immediately, they kill it. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to it. Uh, speaking of things getting killed, Ruger, Ruggiero Deodato. Rolls right off the tongue. You know the name. Don't <laughs> act like you don't. He was the director of Can- Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, okay. There we go. And he just passed away at the ripe old age of 83. Well, damn. Uh, from what I understand, he was batshit crazy. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, old age was not kind to him hmm. in the crazy department. So hopefully uh, things are easier now for him and his family. Uh, thanks for Cannibal Holocaust, if you like that. If you didn't like it, then you still got it. So yeah. there, there's that. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be missed. Still never saw it. Uh, the, I know, I understand the, the logic behind not wanting to see it, but there are versions that you can watch without those The animal, stu- animal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, reg- I mean, it's fine. Yeah. You know? It never, if it seemed better... Or like it, I don't know. It just seems like kind of a run of the run of the mill movie. It's very cool to me because it's like one of the first, if not the first, found footage movies. Right, and I can I can definitely appreciate that. But I already know that. So yeah. What's the point? I don't know. Uh, have you Have you seen the Terror Train remake? Terror was that, it, Train. It hit Tubi about five six months ago. No, but I did just <clears throat> rewatch Midnight Meat Train. Okay, that's a good one. Different one. I like that one. Uh, Terror Train Two. Okay. Just hit to be New Year's Eve. So this would be a sequel to the remake. All right. There's that for you. Haven't watched the remake. You know, Tubi gets shit on a lot, but uh, they do me right, just, you know. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I'll be looking for a movie. I'm like, damn, it's where can there. I find There it is. It's on there. Whatever it is you need, it's on there. I always think I'm going to have to sign up for something else. There nope. it is on Tubi. old shitty Tubi. Tubi coming at you. <laughs> it's true. And I don't know why I'm so pissed at Tubi. <laughs> I think it's just because they have a... I feel like they, uh, they they do like a bait and switch on me. You know what I mean? You go to the horror section, 
you get the first 200 titles. They have more. It's a lot. They have more, but you just get the first 200. And if you're like me, you'll easily spend an hour just scrolling, yeah. seen it, seen it, looks dumb, seen it, seen it, oh, I hate that, looks dumb, hate that, seen it, seen it, seen it. Um, but what I always – I don't know if it's like my algorithm or my sign-on or whatever, mm-hmm. but I just get like the first 200 or all these TVMA or TV14 titles. Yeah, it seems like you – end up watching quite a few of those i don't know how i got lumped into that group yeah i don't like that shit um i'll so when i signed up for that um what was that that had terrifier 2 on it it was like yeah so when i did their little trial just to watch uh um terrifier 2 hands down Tubi is way better of a library than that subscription program Yeah. yeah It's a, it was wretched. And I think that's like 15 bucks a month. It was terrible. I mean, box. its selection was awful. Yeah. I, I used to have Screenbox. I got rid of it. Um, but Shudder, you can't go wrong can't with Shudder. can't go wrong with Shudder. Especially for the price. Yep. Uh, what else we got here? We were just talking about this, oddly enough. Microsoft is claiming that Sony will not allow them to remake Silent Hill 2 hmm. for the Xbox. Silent Hill was one of the uh, Sony PlayStation like flagship titles, exclusive only to PlayStation. They eased up a little bit because I have, uh, I think, Silent Hill four and five on Xbox. But now they've we've just gotten this tidal wave of like re, I guess remakes of old video games like remasterings. Yeah, and Silent Hill was up to to get the remastering, but I guess. Uh, they're not. It's going to be another PlayStation exclusive. Hmm. On a lighter note, my wife just greenlit me to get a PlayStation Five. Nice. I need to get on that immediately before she changes her mind. Because <laughs> I can tell you right now, if I don't have one by this time tomorrow, yeah, probably not going to. Yeah, I didn't tell her how much it costs. You going to get the one that that lets you use discs, or the one that only does streaming? I think probably the discs. Good man. I like I like a physical copy. You know. I don't trust those streams. Me neither. They can just turn that shit off. <laughs> I know. And then you're fucked. Uh, lastly, it looks like your favorite, Vinegar Syndrome, yeah. has launched a uh, sub-label, Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome Labs. Okay. You familiar with this? Nope. I'm not sure what the point of it is, but their uh, flagship title is going to be Flesh and Fantasy. Ooh. Yeah. Which is actually like a movie from the early 70s. They do quite a bit of... Porn. Basically porn. They have porn yeah. on there. I don't know why they have porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. it. It's like, it's, I guess it's like golden age porn mostly. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, I guess it's sexploitation. Sure. Uh, horror sexploitation. Sure. Uh, just sex. There's a lot of just yeah. gonzo. There's a lot of porn. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't I don't know why. I don't I know. Mean, I mean, I get it because you don't have to pay for porn anymore. I I guess just like all things, there's a niche market that you Needs know that really disc. digs those big, f- gigantically fluffy muffs. Oof. <laughs> I don't it know is, what it is, man. They are out there. My <laughs> they friend. are, and you can find them at Vinegar Syndrome. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we got on the horror news, motherfuckers. How about some listener mail? Listener mail. Yeah. Uh, Not much this week. Just one email and two voicemails. 
Let's kick it off in jolly old England. Here comes the horse. Let cats in the house. Subject line, Happy New Year. Evening, gents. I do hope you all had a safe and happy new year. I was working and it was crazy as expected. But we got through it here. My top three for the meat hook this week. Number one, Hellraiser. Loved it and went ahead and rewatched it. Rewatched all the movies again just because. Have you seen the new Hellraiser movie, Jason? I just remembered the other day that that had came out. Yeah? So you yeah, haven't so seen I it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I know you had I, some issues with it. I would give it a thumbs up. There is one issue that I don't care for at all. But I'll digress until you've seen it. Is it lore or is it... I know you had an issue with like the color palette. That's my, that's my main problem is okay. the look of the Cenobites. Right. They're all pink. <laughs> and I don't understand. I think what they were going for was some kind of a muscly sinew kind of a flesh thing. Yeah. But they're all pink. You got to have that black leather, baby. I need the black leather. Yeah, that's, it does help. That's just my opinion. Uh, I loved it and went ahead and rewatched all the movies again just because. Number two, Barbarian. I enjoyed everything about this movie. Number three, Prey. Beautiful movie, and I liked how it went back into the lore. Plus, a much better Predator movie than any of the than many of the others. Yeah. Hopefully, everyone is better this week, and you all have a wonderful upcoming week, Cat. Thank you very much, Cat. Um, I feel better. I think I sound better. I was told I look better, <laughs> but I went like a good three, four days without showering, mm-hmm. just because you're sick and fuck it, and right. I'm not getting out of bed, so. It's an easy improvement. If I'm going to stink, then I'll stink. You know, <laughs> who cares? If I'm going to suffer, then you all will suffer with me. We and got some we voicemails. Do. And uh, good, Jason. I'm glad you do. I feel like we can make this uh, this flu a shared experience, <laughs> just by virtue of stinky. Uh, we got some voicemails here, amigo. Oh, I'm on the wrong thing. Jason, let's jump over to beautiful downtown Anderson, Indiana. Let's do. Here comes Coop Newcomb. Hey, Dan. Hey, Hope all is well. Hope you're feeling better. I'm doing okay. Um, I want to say, uh, call I can, all I can uh, call in and get this week huh. is uh, the three on a meat hook. What do you so think? So my first one would be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. If I think hard enough about it, that was the very first horror movie I had ever really watched much of. Okay. I was very, very young. My dad was watching it in the living room, and I was standing way off in the back watching it over his shoulder. I get it. And I don't think I slept for a couple days. <laughs> so that's my number one. Right on. Um, God, and the number two and three, man, I don't know. Uh, you know, 80s kid growing up. um I don't know, the the slashers were always the big things, and I know that, uh, <clears throat> for me, like, I always loved The Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. so that'd probably be my number, my number two, yeah. and, uh, third one, I don't know, would be a toss-up, um, I don't know, I'll be honest, I, I, I want to go with the slasher again, but I don't know the, that, uh, that I think it's late eighties, mid eighties remake of the Blob. That was actually um, not movie. bad. Man, yeah, I just no reasoning with that thing. Uh, no way to really stop it, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and just eating everything. Funky. Inside. So I just thought that was that phone booth. That scene. was a trip, especially the part where he 
grabs the kid and pulls him under the sewer water and he comes yeah. up and he's half dissolved. That was, yeah. God, that was awful. Anyway, that's all I got, man. Beautiful. Talk to you later. Thanks for calling in, Coop. Um, I just rewatched that not too long ago. That's not bad. It is by and far more of a horror movie than the original Blob. Oh, absolutely. Original Blob's a comedy. But I had probably my first riff track experience <clears throat> in a theater mm-hmm. watching that Blob remake. There were two ki- There were two. I was, I don't know, seven? Ah, 88. I was probably 10 or 11 at least. But uh, there were two high school kids, two fr- two rows up in front of me, just heckling the shit out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, I realized they were both stoned out of their minds. Yeah. But they were, oh, look at it. It's a booger. The booger, <laughs> be careful. It's a booger in the alleyway. <laughs> and uh, it made the movie a little more enjoyable, I think. <coughs> Right on, Coop. Thanks for calling in. As far as the original Nightmare on Elm Street goes, now, a lot can be said for nostalgia, but I feel like some of those 80s slashers just don't hold up, and I think that's one of them. I hate to be a dick face about it. I know we all love Freddy Krueger, except for Jason, (laughs) but um, watch it again. I'm talking about the original. Watch it again and tell me what you think. It gets very silly. I love Freddy Krueger. As he was, not what for what he became. Um, I think I would probably agree. Uh, part three, I think, is about the Dream Warriors. I think that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, for a Nightmare on Elm Street. One and three. Even I can't. Those are the only two I can throw in there. One. I, Every, I, everything else is just silly. I think that I think there's a lot to be said for part two. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything, but at least Freddy's like. Bounding out of swimming pools and lighting kids on fire. Yeah, it's just got way too, too much, much gay in- stuff. I know. It's I get it. It's just not good. Grady, there's a man inside me. <laughs> Speaking of too much leather, <laughs> <coughs> that movie borrowed oh, yeah. all of its clothing from the Cenobite. Oh, yeah, it did. And its gym teacher, too, apparently. <laughs> right on. Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, Padded Room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Hey, we're here. I oh, hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone had a good new year. Ah. Everyone's safe. Uh, we're all, all still alive. Hey, let me get into this real quick, man. I got you again yeah? on the educating department. I'm on some kind of fucking streak here. Let's hear it. I believe we're talking sinister. Yeah, buddy. Man, I remember. I, I'll be honest with you. I slept on that flick. It looked like everything that was coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, at the time, Part of that and uh, like, uh, got, uh, you know, Ethan Hawke, like a name actor, is probably more of a thriller than, you know, good horror yeah. flick. Man, that is a good, a good fucking show. horror flick, man. I uh, didn't care too much for the second one, but man, right. that first one, some creepy shit in there. Good, Ooh, creepy yeah. images. Um, yeah, so Sinister. Uh, as far as your meat hooks go, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, oh. I don't catch a whole lot of flicks at the theater me neither so i don't think i'm qualified to give uh best of 2022 meat hooks fair enough but i'll tell you some good ones that i enjoyed fucking uh the new hellraiser i thought was pretty good it was pretty okay you know it was it was a good entry for a hellraiser flick and we haven't had a good entry for hellraiser for a long time so i'll put that in there um yeah, dash cam I thought was pretty good, but I, I got to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of the big flicks. I haven't seen Barbarian. I haven't okay. seen uh, X. 
Um, so there's a lot of uh, kind of big flicks that people are talking about. And I haven't seen the new uh, Terrifier. Me neither. So there's a lot of big flicks people are talking about uh, for 2022 that I haven't seen. Um, yeah, I think Scream 5 came out it this did. year, or maybe it was the end of last. No, I think end of 2021. Yeah, but uh, I thought it, I thought Scream Five was okay. I mean, uh, you know, it definitely got back to the gore, yeah. but yeah, uh, eh, you know, it, it did have its shortcomings. So I don't it's know if you put it on a best list. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Happy New Year to all, you and all the inmates. Happy New Bye. Year, Tom Hardy. And get out there and buy a copy of X. You can get. A- Geez, a 4K copy for like $12. Yeah, man. They're all over the place. And I think it's, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere by now. I don't know where. So. Yeah. Uh, Scream 5, dude. Uh, it, I like. It was a Scream movie. It was. <laughs> and um, a lot of fan service there. I like going back to the original Woodsboro and seeing like the Stu's house and things like that. Yeah. Melissa Barrera, though, murdered that movie for me. That is probably the worst performance I've seen uh, this side of Witch Trap. It really. was pretty bad. It was terrible. <clears throat> and I mean, I mean, she did a great job of making Jen Ortega look good. <laughs> Other than that, I don't really have much to say about it. Yeah. Because it was kind of disappointing. Right on, man. Uh, that's all we got on the listener mail, uh, Mr. Harold. Do you have anything for Cat, Coop Nukem, or Tom Hardy? Thanks for uh, contacting us, and uh, keep it coming. Happy New Year, y'all. And Happy New Year. Let's get into a movie. Let's do it. Uh, all right, Rebecca. Uh, we're going to start off with a friendly introduction, like a, Hi, my name is Rebecca, and I'm a super host. Do I look at you or at the camera? What's up, guys? My name is Teddy. I'm Claire, and welcome to another episode of Superhost. We are staying in the most gorgeous home up in the mountains. So quiet here. This Superhost, who's in a Betty Lou 52, has a nearly spotless record. It's actually Rebecca. Oh, so you're neither Betty nor the <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? You think you come out this far to get away from all those crazy people. But then you get to this house and you realize that the host might be even crazier than those people you left behind. Well, I don't want to get in the way of your trip. Wouldn't want to get a bad review. <laughs> that is the craziest shit I've ever seen. We gotta get more of her. Okay, I uh, roll camera. Hi, my name is Rebecca. This is what people want to see. And I am a super host! Complete lunatics. <laughs> We have one final surprise for you that I think you're going to love. If anyone's out there watching, please, 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 please stop! Think of all the hits you'll get. Look at her. She's harmless. You got it, inmates. It's Superhost from 2021. This one got 5.5 stars. Written and directed by Brandon Christensen. Stars Sarah Canning, Osric Chow, and of course, Barbara Crampton. We are here in Barbara Crampton month in the padded room. Um, Jason, I got a question for you. Okay. Do I sound like these two turds when I do the podcast? 
If I do, I need to know because I will stop doing the podcast. Um, no, because you don't say hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna go do this. He is so weird. Oh, <laughs> I hated these two right off the start, man. And I think, in hindsight, I probably was supposed to. I think yeah, I think that's that what they way. were going for. But my son watches a lot of YouTube, and there's a lot of this kind of fuckery about. And it's usually just people playing video games. Well, that's what he watches anyways. People play video games. Oh my god, you guys. We just got the new copy of Red Dead Redemption 2. And it is so fun. And then a bunch of like effects. A lot of quick cuts. A lot of effects. A a lot lot of of, bubble uh, captions. Oh god. Uh, Don't they think at this point we know to like and subscribe and hit that bell notification? You have to to hammer that point home, apparently. Every four we know. seconds. Okay, guys. Oh, God. Like, right. if, if we watch, we probably are already subscribed and hitting bell notifications. And How many YouTube channels are you subscribed to? Wow, like 90. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm subscribed to one. I just thinned mine out again. Yeah? Yeah. The, the people like this are the reason we don't do this show on YouTube anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then how depressing is it to see fuckheads like th- these two guys? And here we are over here having, like, trying to have intelligent, inter- entertaining conversations about horror films. Yeah. And these two asswipes show up. Oh my God, we're so zany. <laughs> and they're getting 50 bazillion hits. Yep. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so as you probably figured out, uh, we start off with a YouTube channel uh, entitled Superhost, and we're going to meet our two hosts, Claire and uh, Teddy. Claire and Teddy. And basically what they have is, I guess, a travel vlog where they they rate and review Airbnbs, Uh, but in their own zany, kind of super upbeat, enthusiastic way. Which would drive me fucking crazy. Seems like that'd get old pretty quick. I could see that, yeah. Uh, Basically, they're running their show as if it were geared towards uh, that 8 to 12-year-old demographic with a very short attention span. Mm -hmm. Where you have to have some kind of a flashbang going off every six seconds. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So uh, that's that's their gig, and they're getting I'm ready. Sold. Where do I sign up? <laughs> Where can, I'm just going to wad up $5 bills and throw it at them. Uh, so that's their that's their gimmick. That's their jam. And uh, we get a quick snapshot of these two. Oh, my God. We just got on the uh, approval list for this uh, cabin in the woods. It's so great. We had to wait for five months to get it because it's so overbooked and all these people said that staying there was life-changing. I wish they would have checked into the cabin in the woods. Me too. <laughs> well, I, I like the way things go for these two, but yeah. this worked out just as well. Um, so that's it. Once once they, they, they – we're basically going to see them make their video uh, describing where they're going. Uh, after they cut, uh, Claire goes off. She's like, I'm going to start getting ready. And then Teddy – left the camera rolling and he explains to us the youtube viewers that he's got a ring and he is going to propose to claire on this very special trip and very special uh segment of super host i've got goosebumps jason man do it teddy Yo, you've teddy. got me hooked now teddy you're a wild man now let's talk about claire and teddy here for a second teddy um God bless him. He's very enthusiastic, and uh, he loves Claire. He's in love with Claire. Yep. 
Claire, I don't think I think she's into Teddy, but like she's holding the balls. She is, and I think I feel like she's probably just keeping him around because he agrees to do this with her. Whereas any sane man would be like, "No, you we we're gonna go get real jobs now, sweet pea." Yeah, everything for her seems to be just about clicks and views and yes. uh, viewerships and subscriptions, and that's like her whole life revolves around it. And we should also mention that they're hemorrhaging viewers. Yes. Uh, which means, I guess, monetization goes down. Mm-hmm. And uh, they already had to lean on Teddy's parents to help pay their bills. And that's a problem. You can't expect YouTube to be like a sustainable income, right? Because it's all based on popularity. Mm-hmm. You're only as hot as you are in that moment. And then eventually somebody else is going to come along that's hotter. And then you're going to shrink down. And, I mean, Airbnbs ain't cheap, as you well know. I do well know. <laughs> yeah, you will definitely I well definitely, know. Definitely, definitely well know. So, yeah, not only hemorrhaging subscribers, but surely hemorrhaging money. I agree. So, that's pretty gnarly. I feel bad. For, I feel bad for Teddy. I hate Claire. I hate them both, really. She's more than hateable, though. She is like the pirate of the hate ship, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just swabbing the deck. He's, he's like the swabby <laughs> of the hate ship pirates. Um, so off they go to this cabin in the woods. It didn't look that dissimilar from the cabin that we usually go to for my wife's birthday. A uh, little bit smaller, no hot tub, uh, probably not as expensive as the one that we get, but still pretty nice. Uh, out in the woods, secluded, very cool. Uh, they pull up and they immediately bust out the cameras. Oh my God, Teddy, first impressions, go. What? Oh, oh my God, uh, it's so beautiful. Uh, let's go inside. They can't get inside because the alarm code has been changed. <coughs> That's the thing about Airbnbs, Jay. They don't, you don't actually check in like a hotel. They wait till like two hours before you're supposed to check in and then they text you a code to a lockbox mm-hmm. and then you go there and you open the lockbox and then you can get in. Well, we saw how that worked out in Barbarian. Uh, yeah, perfectly. It could go wrong. Seamless. Yeah. What was the other? There was another one. Uh, oh, what the fuck? The one with... Oh, uh, Gone in the Night. Did you, you didn't get a chance to watch that one yet. It doesn't ring a bell. Very, very similar situation. But uh, anyway, they can't get in, so they have to call the property owner to come let them in. Uh, she calls them back. Eventually, there's no cell service up here. They're out in the, out in the woods. Uh, calls them back, gives them the new alarm code, they get in, and then they start walking around and checking the place out. Uh, like 14 minutes later, the property owner rolls in. Her name's Rebecca. For some reason, I feel like I would end up dating Rebecca. Oh, yeah? She is just crazy enough to find me attractive. Uh, <laughs> just attractive enough for me to maintain an interest in her. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, eventually I would get an I love you knife probably in the first month. I'm inclined to think that the movie Smile stole its premise from her smile. She has the most maniacal smile. Yes. I mean, but she nails it. And when she does that freeze yeah. thing, that is the worst. Yeah. That is the absolute <laughs> scariest. Yeah, she That is terrifying, in. yes. Um, I think what adds to her creepiness is just her completely bubbly, upbeat personality. Yeah, 100%. She is just an energy bomb yep. when she rolls up. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, I watch your show all the time. Oh, I need to get a good review. Oh, my God, what can I do to make your stay better? Okay, great. 
she is just like going 100 miles an hour and they're both like, all right, so eventually she fucks off and they get to, you know, kind of cruise around the house, check it out. It's a very nice place, cabin in the woods, Uh, two stories with a deck above the garage, picture windows. Uh, There are security cameras all over the place. Yep. I mean, all All over the place. place. Now, as a guy who does an Airbnb on occasion, that's not entirely unusual. But in the bedroom, no. Yeah, I don't. I think there's like a rule that says you can't have them in the bedroom or the bathroom. Mm. Uh, the last one we stayed at had one on the outer deck, and that was it. And uh, we got pretty well hammered and started performing skits yeah. for the camera nice. out on the outer deck. Yeah, okay. uh, optional, as they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless, uh, it's not unusual, but that many cameras is. So they're all walking around. They, you know, started their vlog. Oh my God! Look at the picture windows. Oh, this place is great. Uh, there is a storage area somewhere, like on the downstairs side, that says "storage do not enter," but the door is unlocked. That's kind of unusual. I mean, it's not unusual for a closet to be locked in an Airbnb, mm-hmm. but for it to say "do not enter" but then still be unlocked, that's a little weird. Of course I'm going to go in there. <laughs> How would I – you put said I can't go in there, so now right. I must get in there. That's like putting a do not eat sign yeah. on a cake. Or a red button. Say do not push this <laughs> right. button. I am now going to push the shit out of it. <laughs> um, so they get in – they don't actually go in there though. Uh, first day, everything is pretty cool. Uh, there's a toilet that doesn't flush. Um she comes up. She tries to fix the toilet. She says, oh, my God, I don't want to screw you up. I'll wait till tomorrow, and I'll come back after you guys get settled in. Uh, Rebecca fucks off. That night, Teddy gets up. He's nervous because he's thinking he's going to propose. Uh, so he's having trouble sleeping. This was one of the creepier moments of the, of the whole movie for me. He goes out on the deck in the middle of the night, and he sees what I have to assume is Rebecca, like standing out in the woods staring at him with glowing eyes. And she just kind of waves at him for a second, and then she disappears. <laughs> Hi, guys. Ah! That was freaky as shit, man. I really like that part. Yeah. Uh, but then Claire wakes up, and Rebecca vanishes, and she comes out. She's like, hey, I was calling you. Oh, sorry. So they go back to bed. They wake up. Um, everything is pretty much copacetic on the second day, except Rebecca rolls back in before they wake up and decides to make them breakfast. I'm pretty sure that's like against Airbnb rules and regulations to just be rolling in and out. But they were good pancakes. They were. She made them pancakes. She's like, I'm so sorry about the toilet thing. I got it fixed. Teddy actually fixed it the night before. He pulled a set of dentures out of the toilet. Uh, ah. <laughs> of all the things to find in a toilet, Jason. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Somebody has a very strange diet. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've dropped uh, jewelry in the toilet. Yeah. A tube of toothpaste once. Um, Small badgers. There are things that I keep away from the toilet. I don't have dentures, but if I did, I don't think they would be within like a five-foot radius of the toilet at any time. Yeah. Unless I just sneezed and shot them out into the toilet or something like that. (laughs) I suppose that's possible. Uh, anyway, that, that, okay, dentures in the toilet. Rebecca shows up the next morning, makes them breakfast, lets herself in, though. That's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Teddy comes down in his boxer shorts. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to make sure you have the most awesome stay ever. And apparently, uh, they, uh, at some point, got her to agree to an interview. Mm-hmm. So that's going to come up here in a few minutes. Uh, she makes some breakfast. She takes off. 
Uh, Claire comes down, they have breakfast, and she's like, oh, these are pretty good pancakes. She looks back at one of the cameras and says, hey, thanks for the pancakes, jokingly. But this is when we realize that there's an intercom system. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca sees that, and she's like, you're so welcome. So not only is she watching them, like literally every second of their stay. Actively listening. But she is now like able to communicate with them through this intercom system. Mm -hmm. That's a little creepy. I think that's where I pack it up and, and go ahead and head out. And then write a very strongly worded email to Airbnb and demand my money back. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'd probably just double up on the dick and fart oh, jokes. Oh, coming at you. Yeah. Here comes some uh, pedophilia humor. <laughs> here, here comes some tasteless, uh, possibly racist remarks. going to be so much neo-Nazi talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about my third trip to prison. (laughs) (laughs) These people are really going to regret listening in. (laughs) Yep, it's going down. Uh, Regardless, um, now they they log on to their account and they realize that their YouTube account has been suspended. Some kind of a violation. So they are, Claire really is in full on panic mode. Oh my God, we've been suspended. We need to get out there. So she's trying to call somebody at YouTube or whatever this fictional service is, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Naturally, there is no uh, uh, service there. So she goes through like an account verification process and then the call drops. And via some dialogue, we're going to realize that Teddy and Claire had a very uh, negative um interaction with another property owner Mm -hmm. that bitch vera as they call her from draper Mm -hmm. i don't know where draper is uh anyway they're all fired off because they think quote unquote that bitch vera vera got them canceled from draper and now they're they're all fired off about that yeah uh about 20 minutes later who should roll up roll up into town that bitch vera that bitch carol basket i mean vera (laughs) (laughs) and she throws a rock through their window uh, Vera pops out of her car. It's, she's played by Barbara Crampton, and she gets into a big screaming match with uh, Teddy and Claire in the driveway. Uh, as they're yelling at each other, "You ruined my livelihood. You gave me a bad review, and now my profits are going down." And they're like, "Well, you're crazy. You drove four hours to throw a rock at us." Here comes Rebecca, like just happening upon the scene, and she's like, "What? Get the fuck out of here, or I will cut you open!" And Vera gets kind of freaked out, gets in her car, and drives away. And then they're like, wow, Rebecca's kind of a badass. Very nice. Um, as soon as Vera leaves, Rebecca's like, hey, I think I'm ready for my interview now. I was just stopping by to tell you that if you want to do that. So they bring her in. They set her down for an interview. And again, like the upbeat bubbliness of Rebecca is... Turned up to 11. I wouldn't say it's creepy just yet, but there's like this chaos in her. And I, I forget the uh, name of the young lady that plays her. Uh, but like when she just she has these giant blue eyes and they really did up her lashes. Mm-hmm. So she would put this like nine inch smile across her face yeah. and start fluttering her eyelids. And you're just thinking, holy shit. She's like one of those Felix the Cat alarm clocks with the, the eyes that go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're like. Just visually, you can see this chick is batshit crazy. 
But it, it's so close to the surface, and she is fighting so hard to keep it from boiling yeah, over. She conveys like an inner turmoil. Oh, totally. Very, very well. Like she's really riding the line of just maniacal, batshit, crazy girl. Yeah. And how do I pretend to be a normal person? She strikes me as somebody that is normally heavily medicated, but has forgotten to take her pills for like two days. Right. That's the impression I got. Uh, they they bring her in and they start talking to her. And uh, right off the bat, she's like, do I look at the camera or do I look at you? And he's like, uh, just look at the... And then she just screams at the top of her lungs. And they're both like, ha! Ah! What the fuck? So then they start with the questions. Um, how did you get this property? Oh, my, my dad left it to me when he died. Uh, he lived in South Carolina, but then... Um, uh, his it, he gave his real house to my sister, but I got this one. Um, I got like a little apartment down the street, and that's where I live. But I like to keep this place up and keep people in it as a source of income. Okay, very nice. Uh, did you have any like memorable experiences or guests that that have been through here? And she's like, this is when she does like this weird freeze face mm-hmm. where she just kind of stares at the camera for like thirty seconds with this big smile on her face. And they're both looking at each other going, ah, eh, 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 And then eventually she kind of snaps out of it and she tells a very <clears throat> touching story about an elderly couple that came and uh, stayed at the house for like a month over the holidays. And they were very sweet and she didn't have anybody so they invited her up and she basically moved in with them for a month and had all the, the holidays with them. Uh, Mary Lou and Bo, I think, were their names. Can't recall. It doesn't matter. Um, she's, you know, very, like, getting glossy-eyed. Oh, yeah. Little teary-eyed. drops, things mm-hmm. like that. So they're like, uh, yeah. Okay, well, that will conclude the interview. Thank you very much, Rebecca. And then they uh, sent her on her way. Everything is pretty much copacetic that night. Uh, so... Claire kind of wants to exploit the angle of the crazy super host. Uh, by that, I mean she. There's, they start filming their little segments again, and she's like, oh, my God, guys, our host just stopped by, and she is crazy. And Teddy's going, shut the fuck up. She can hear us right now, yeah. obviously. <laughs> just shut your fucking mouth. Um, so there's a little bit of a turmoil between those two about how they want to go about um, – Exploiting this, I guess, for lack yeah, of Yeah, and you could see Teddy's a lot more conflicted about just bashing and shit-talking this chick just for the sake of viewership. Yeah. Whereas the girl's just completely on board. Oh, yeah. You know, totally. ooh, we can get our ratings up if we just expose and really play up this batshit crazy girl. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think I would do that. I mean... I might, but even if I did, I would wait until I was off the property. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, especially knowing that she's listening to us as we go through our vacation here. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, the next that <clears throat> night goes comes and goes. Everything's pretty cool. Uh, we do get like this snippet <clears throat> of Rebecca standing out on the landing watching uh, Teddy and Claire sleep, like fogging up the window as she's breathing. <laughs> That's pretty gnarly. Next morning comes. It's time for the big question, Jason. Yep. It's time to propose. Time to watch Teddy make the biggest mistake <laughs> of his life. About to. Um, 
So he's got like this this little trail picked out with a scenic overlook, and he takes Rebecca or uh, Claire up there, and uh, he takes the camera and he sets the camera down, and then he gives launches into this big soliloquy about, oh, you know, we've been together for so long, and we do this together, and we do that together, and we do everything together, and. I want to keep doing everything together. And it was, I get it. He was trying to be romantic. I want to be your lifetime subscriber. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Um, uh, unfortunately, Claire at one point kind of like side-eyes him and realizes that, the, realizes that the camera is still rolling. So she jumps into show mode and she's like, oh, my God, Teddy. Yes, of course. Yes, I love you so much. Really playing it up. And then uh, one, he, she takes the ring and then, like, kind of in her head says, cut. And then she goes and gets the camera and she's like, you're a fucking genius. This is going to get us back on top. And Teddy's like, ah, no, man, I want to marry you because I'm in love with you. Come on. And she's like, oh, oh, uh, you're serious? Oh, uh, ugh. well, I tell you what, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> That's a no. That's a no, Teddy. Uh, she said yes for the purposes of your stupid internet show, but in actuality, no. She doesn't want to marry you. It's unfortunate. I felt bad for him. But, I mean, I imagine this is... You kind of get what you pay for, right? You had to know that this was kind of... You're, you're basically a, uh, a figurehead for her. You're uh, a young guy that looks good with his shirt off, and you're eye candy. She doesn't really care what your name is or where you're from or how you feel about her. She's more interested in you taking your shirt off so the subscribers go up, and then that's how it goes. Sorry, Teddy. Bad business, but uh, that's where you're at. Uh, they get back. Uh, once they get back, they realize that the alarm code to the uh, uh, house has been changed. So they get back in, but it's, the alarm starts going off. Uh, they try to call Rebecca. <coughs> Uh, eventually, Rebecca turns it off remotely and then comes over the intercom. She's like, sorry, I'll be right there. Uh, I had to change it again because of a thing. Uh, as they were walking in, they looked at some of the mail that was left there because they had ordered a, Amazon, a hard drive from Amazon to be delivered to the house. Yep. And they find a bunch of mail with the couple's names of the elderly couple that she said let, stay, let her stay with them over the holidays. So like, whoa, something's really not adding up here. And then he starts thinking about the dentures he found in the toilet. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, I think it's time to go. So they hurriedly pack up all their shit, throw it in the car, and go tearing out of there, as they should. They get about a quarter way down the dirt road, and they find Rebecca just standing there, like Shining style, in the middle of the road. They can't get around her. Uh, Once they roll the windows down, they're like, hi, uh, yeah, uh, we got everything we need, so we're going to head back a little early. And she's like, oh, my God, okay, well, there's one last thing I have to show you. It's right down here. You're going to love it so much. Oh, my God. Uh, So Teddy's like, "Ah, I got to go. Claire's like, oh, we got to do this. I can feel the subscribers (laughs) rolling back in. So they get out of the car, and they follow her through the woods on foot with the camera rolling. Now Rebecca has, like, taken over their show. She's like, Okay, guys, don't forget to smash that like button and hit subscribe and hit the notification bell. Um, once they get to this weird clearing in the woods, we find that Rebecca has captured and restrained that bitch Vera and tied her to a tree. 
and uh, gagged her. And she's like, okay, guys, oh, we're going to get back at her for uh, getting your account suspended. So Rebecca pulls out this giant folding knife, gets down there, and appears to stab Vera like in between the ribs mm-hmm. and kill her. <clears throat> uh, the camera's still rolling. Claire and Teddy are freaking out. What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? And then she takes the uh, uh, tape off of Vera's mouth and cuts her loose. It was all a prank. And then Rebecca's like, look, you motherfuckers. I know what, I watched your videos and I saw what you did to Vera here. Give me the camera. I'm going to delete everything. And then, uh, then you can go. And they're like, uh, Claire's kind of being a snatch about it. She's like, no way, you fucking crazy bitch. And Teddy's like, just give her the camera. But as they're having this back and forth, Teddy is like, what happened to the elderly couple? They're getting mail delivered to that house. What did you do to them? And then Rebecca is finally like, shit. And then she stabs Vera right through the face. (laughs) That bitch Vera. That bitch Vera gets it right through the face, Jason. Good face stab. Did not well. I saw it coming, but I didn't see that level of stab to yeah. the face mm-hmm. coming because she like goes under the chin and out underneath the eye socket. Look great, look pretty gnarly, and then uh, just holds her up and stabs the living piss out of her. And unfortunately, that's the end of Barbara Crampton in this movie. Yeah, like I mean, she didn't just stab her through the face; like she really just went to town on oh, her yeah. gut. Yeah, yeah, really, just <laughs> like prison shank style. Um, now we get a big cat and mouse thing going on with uh, uh, Claire and Teddy and uh, Rebecca. They, for some reason, decide to abandon their vehicle and just go running through the woods. All right. Well, I guess you don't think straight in these situations sometimes. Uh, they somehow end up back at the house while Rebecca is chasing them with his giant knife. Uh, they get into the house. Naturally, uh, they can't call the police because there's no service. Um they lock all the doors, uh, thinking rather quickly, and not a bad idea, they start setting off the alarm code. Uh, but every time they set it off, it just go, they, the alarm sounds, it just gets turned right back off. <laughs> they do it like six, seven times, and then eventually they look out the window, and there's Rebecca with like a key fab. I guess those things have key fabs. And she's just remotely turning it off every time they turn it on. And she's got that big stupid smile on her face, and now she's <laughs> blood spattered too, Jason. Scary shit. I think it's kind of attractive. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, she might look good in a bikini. Uh, we got to get rid of that mom bun thing that she had. That's not attractive. And that weird Aunt Jemima do-rag situation that she was always wearing. We could we could doll Rebecca It was the clam bit. digger pants that really bothered That's me. That's a problem, too. Yeah. She, she needs to dress more like a lady, I think. Anyway... <laughs> um, Neither one of us have had any issues with the blood splatter. No, 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 no. I think that's actually kind of kind of a turn on. Anyway, uh, she walks over to the uh, uh, front door. They've like locked it and barricaded it, but she's staring at him through the the stained glass, and she's like, "I hope this gets you more subscribers." Um, then she kind of disappears and starts kind of going laps around the house. Um, Claire, at this point, decides she's going to try to find, like, a way out of the house. Teddy decides he's going to go out because there's, like, a weird spot in the driveway where you can kind of half-ass get phone service uh, only for a few seconds, though. So Teddy goes running out to that, trying to find that spot. He's got his phone on him, and he's, like, looking around trying to hit the, the service spot. He thinks he hears Rebecca, like, loading a gun. 
I think, or like shots being fired or something. Hmm. He makes a world class vagina out of himself and immediately goes hauling back, hauling ass back into the house. I like this part because as soon as he gets inside, he immediately re- proclaims. I'm not a hero. I'm a vlogger. <laughs> well, at least we know what we're dealing with here, Teddy. It's good to know your station in life. <laughs> you know, we, it, it took you a minute, but you figured it out. Uh, at that point, Claire's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hide downstairs and see what I can figure out. She goes down into that storage area, and this is where we, feel, we figure out that there is actually like a surveillance command center. All of the camera feeds are linked to various computer monitors. Uh, that's where the intercom is. So Claire, rather ingeniously, gets the idea that, well, uh, there's no phone reception. What I'll do is log on to my YouTube page, make a quick uh, SOS video, upload it, and post it, and uh, there you go. So she does just that. She, oh, my God, we're at a crazy uh, uh, Airbnb, and Rebecca's here. She's going to kill us. you got to call, call the cops. Send help. We're at this address. and Hurry. She's going to kill us both. And then she uploads it and publishes it, which is great. But then Rebecca shows up underneath the house in that command center and slits Claire's throat. Thank goodness. That's the moment I was waiting for. Now, I was almost going to be pissed because I thought later on in the movie that they were going to say that Claire survived Mm -hmm. and she was going to come back and kill Rebecca. Oh, goodness. Thank God that didn't happen. (laughs) It's kind of looking like we were heading in that direction. Yeah, I think the the writers definitely wanted her gone. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, Teddy kicks the door open because she hears uh, Claire scream. He gets to see this. And then as soon as Rebecca's done slitting her throat, she goes like all slash happy on Teddy. Catches him a good one right like in the in the ribs or maybe like pierces a lung or something. Uh, but he goes hauling ass back out into the woods. She goes taking off chasing him. Uh, she's now got the camera and is like making her own little fun video. Teddy, where are you? I'm going to stab you in the neck. Uh, by the way, she took Claire's engagement ring and she's like, Oh my God, he asked the question. I said yes. Oh my God. It's kind of almost, it becomes like a parody of, of a YouTube video at mm-hmm. that point. Um, good news Teddy makes it all the way back to the car and he actually has phone service. Bad news he is on the first one in 911 when he collapses and loses consciousness. That's when Rebecca catches up to him and stabs him in the neck and kills him. And then from there, we pretty much just get a um, like a quick snippet of Rebecca driving their car back to the house and doing a, a little quick cleanup, uh, like body drags and things like that. That's pretty much the end of your movie. Yeah, the la- <clears throat> one of the last things they show is uh, people commenting and responding to the uploaded video that Rebecca had sent. Um, Rebecca, right? No, Claire. There we go. Okay. And um, basically everybody's just saying, oh, you're so full of shit. This is clickbait. Yeah. You know, I'm unsubscribing. Yeah, which is kind of gratifying in a way. I'm glad (laughs) nobody took them seriously. (laughs) What did you think of Superhost, big guy? Uh, I really enjoy it. That's my second time seeing it. And I enjoyed it as much this time as the first time. Nice. That chick is nuts. I love that. She... Does for batshit crazy girl what the guy in uh, Deadstream did for biggest vagina? I agree. <laughs> like I they agree. both nail their roles so perfectly. Yes, uh, she is perfect in that in that role. Yeah, she plays crazy really good. Um, the first my first impression of Rebecca is this is the weirdo from work. Every place of employment has one weirdo 
that is okay for about eight hours, but when that eight hours is over, you don't know what's going on with them, and you don't want to know. (laughs) You can tolerate them for your eight-hour shift, and after that, it's like, I got to get away. I got to get away from you as fast as I possibly can. No, I don't want to go to your house. Definitely not going to help you move. Whatever bake sale or thing you want to invite me to, the answer is no. Uh, I I just got to be away. I'll go stand on the roof of the building if I have to to get away from you. But uh, she definitely had that kind of – that porcelain mask of happiness that is just slowly chipping and cracking as the movie goes on. Right. Woo! It's a good show. I like it. Um, There's something very gratifying to me. And one of the reasons that I'm as addicted to horror films as I I am – and I guess this probably speaks to poor maturity on my part or low intelligence – but when they make a character hateable and then kill that character, mm-hmm. that like makes my whole day. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like when uh, you were talking about um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, was that that wasn't the one with Sheldon? That was Part Five. Three Shelley? Yeah. Yeah. When she- she- Shelley's in three. Is he? I could have swore that was. Five. He's the one that has the mask and yeah, the he scares down. everybody. Yeah. When he gets killed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Or uh, Carter Burke in Aliens. Oh, yeah. Eh. <laughs> Unfortunately, the mayor in Jaws never dies. But uh, J.P. Monroe in Hellraiser 3, another douchebag. Yeah, I do like to see an asshole get perish. It, get it. Get it Get hard. their just desserts. I love it. Um, it's streaming right now on Shudder, inmates, if anybody wants to check it out. Uh, if you are got a hard-on for Barbara Crampton, put, keep it in your pants because you only get about a collected four minutes of her. And unfortunately, she keeps all of her clothes on in this one. And so they're very thick clothes. They are. It's like a very substitute teacher look that yeah. she brings to the <laughs> table. Uh, check it out anyway, inmates. We're going to take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff.
Harry had a gent who ran a mucking tent. Lately he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. The rookie lungs out, Jim. I'd like to meet his tailor. like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Jason Harrell. We are. Oh, buddy. Uh, you know, I mean, the more I think about it, if you're going to stay at an Airbnb... You have to expect some level of weirdness, right? More than likely. I mean, I, I'm not saying like finger in the butt in the middle of the night weirdness. <laughs> but you know, Well, the hell with it then. <laughs> did I just lose you? Yep, on my I'm fu- out. My future Airbnb uh, career. Uh, but, you know, um, I but like realistically though, we've done it like three years in a row. Um, it's been very disappointing. I was... Uh, hoping for like some kind of a late night encounter with a stranger has yet to happen. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you how untrusting I am at this point. Yeah. Any hotel or we don't do Airbnbs, but any, even still hotels that we stay in. Yeah. Anytime I go in there to shower, I look up, I see the, like the ventilation vent. Yeah. I always flip it off. You should, as you should. <laughs> I just assume there's, assume. I assume there's a camera there. Yeah. I love it. I go in there with a prepared five minutes of open mic material. Nice. And I run them through it, whether they like it or not. Whoa, you know, I just got here from Reno. Boy, are my arms tired. Whoa! <laughs> All right, my man. You ready for this week's meat hook? Yep. Let's do it. Three on a meat hook. Today's meat hook. 
One, two, three favorite horror films involving inclement weather, which we just got an impacted colon full of here in Reno, Nevada. Jason, take it away with number three, if you would. Number three, The Mist. Okay. I didn't really consider that inclement weather, but I suppose you're right. It's like a fog. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... I don't. And I definitely wasn't going to say the fog. Yeah, well, I mean that would be one too. I'd rather watch the mist than the fog. The mist or the fog. Uh, yeah, you know, driving in the fog is a pain in the dick. Yes. Uh, mist, fog, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That's a good show, man. I it didn't is. Even think of it of that. Uh, it, you- it was hard for me not to only think of snow. Okay. Uh, I, like I was really struggling yeah. to like get my head out of just snowy things. Two out, two out of my three are snow related. See? Unfortunately, yeah. I think my la- yeah my last two are snowy snow things. Snow related, yep. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number three, mm-hmm. Burning Bright. Oh yeah. Uh, tornado, I think, wasn't it? Or hurricane? Hurricane, something like that. Yeah. Trapped inside a house with a bat. <laughs> With a fucking tiger. That out almost made my list. Yeah? Yeah. It should have. That's a good... Actually, it is. as crazy as that plot synopsis is, that's actually a good movie. It is. And uh, Garrett Dillahunt and Meatloaf a Day, I think, really made the movie. Other than that, it's just a hot chick from uh, Sorority Row. A lot of hot chicks in Sorority Row, but like the main hot chick from Sorority Row. And an eight-year-old kid. The tiger, unfortunately, I think is mostly CGI, mm-hmm. but they did a pretty good job of selling it yeah. and convincing me that I have to stay inside with the tiger because if I go outside, I'm immediately going to be blown off into the fucking sky. Right. Which would you prefer? You got to take your chances with the tiger, man. Yeah, maybe you can. I can stab a tiger. I can't stab a flood. I can. No, you cannot. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you could try. It's not going to do anything. Very difficult. Maybe I can get myself into like a tight little thing where he can't get me or something. Hide in the oven. Yeah. You know, it's going to take him a minute to get in there. Yeah. I don't know, man. My number three is burning bright. How about number two, Jay? The thing. Ah, yeah. That's going to be my number one. Oh, but spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's hard to beat the thing, buddy. It is. So, but as far as favorites, it 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 only earned uh, like as far as preference, it only earned my second spot. Fair enough. The weather adds to like again. You whenever we bring up increment weather in horror films, you have to weigh the risk uh, versus survival yeah. element. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to freeze to death out there. Yeah, you That's don't all stand the chance. It. If you are even you mm-hmm. is the other thing. <laughs> right. Or any of these other clowns that you're hanging around with. Are yeah. any of them who they say they are? I don't know. What am I going to do? Hide in the closet and wait until till what? There is no summer. The yeah. weather's never going to let up. Nope. It's just going to give you like an extra 15 minutes of before you freeze to death if you wait until the sun comes up. So blow the place up. That's really all you can do. At least you'll be warm for a, for a um, for, split you'll, second. You'll die uh, with, with a little bit of heat. Yeah. Whew, that was great. <laughs> Boom. Oh, fuck. Right on. My number two would have to be The Shining. I thought that was going to be your number one. My number one is The Thing, Right. unfortunately. Uh, my The thing about The Shining is that number you, you have the element of isolation. Mm-hmm. You also have the element of... I know it doesn't seem like it, but a very claustrophobic isolation. Yeah. As big as the Overlook Hotel was, 
When you know you cannot leave that place for six months, it gradually just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, and this is something that I think works to to Kubrick's advantage, is just the (coughs) the emphysema is what it was. (laughs) No, like the... I guess, for lack of a better term, the annoyingness of Wendy Torrance as mm-hmm. played by Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Because I could, I don't think I could tolerate an elevator ride with her, let alone six months. Yeah. You know? And again, that kind of speaks to that Rebecca complex of just this over-the-top, bubbly kind of, oh, gee, what should we do now? Oh, I don't know. Oh, what are you doing? Let me go up and invade your space. Oh. I could take that. I, well, first of all, I would never marry that lady. Ever. Probably not. I don't care if I am an alcoholic. I couldn't do it. Maybe, you know, Jack's uh, beer goggles are really thick. I mean, she's not... Uh, no, she... I was going to say she's not unattractive, but actually, she is. There, If you do some, some hardcore Googling of Shelley Duvall, you can find some not as hideous pictures of her <laughs> i mean they, there's like she i think she did like a playboy spread or something like that in like 1970 1970 really i i, I don't know there's some risque stuff out there Ugh. and uh there was a phase where she was somewhat bangable that phase came and went long before the shining i bet and uh i don't know i couldn't i I couldn't do it, man. You could see why he went mad. I mean, his own instability, that makes the place even smaller. The fact that he hates his wife makes it even smaller. Uh, this disconnection between him and him and his son shrinks it even more. And then this nutsack idea about writing a book, which may or may not have ever worked out. Who knows? But uh, just all these little, little chinks in this facade add up to axe murder mm-hmm. and it's very easy to find figure out why and a lot of it has to do with not being able to leave the hotel uh you know that th- well you know i'm not a huge fan of the shot uh, obviously but i have watched so many different breakdowns and different takes don't do that. Uh, no it's very interesting it man is, but it's also fucking bananas uh, but it makes sense like a lot of it makes sense so the mo- most recent one i watched was uh uh, it was all talking about the connections of uh, Jack sexually abusing Danny. Oh, okay. And, That's a new and one. And showing all of these different things that kind of validate that theory. Okay. I've uh, not seen that one. That's, there's some good stuff out there. I quit watching them when they tried to link it to a fake moon landing. <laughs> That's when I said, okay. Yeah, I'm That'll out. Do, there was one saying it was a big allegory for a fake <laughs> moon landing. Another one saying it had something to do with uh, genocide of Native Americans uh, there was another one that had uh, something to do with uh, Mormonism, I think, if I remember right. I quit. I quit, man. I'm just going to enjoy the movie because I enjoy the movie. Right. And who gives a shit about the subtext? <laughs> All right, man. Hit me with your number one. My number one, um, which is not better than my number two, but I enjoy it more than number two. Yeah? 30 Days of Night. Ah, yeah. I agree. I didn't think of that as a weather movie either. Because it's more of just a... Um, it's the environment. It is. But, that I mean, weather is definitely a factor there also. Yeah, and it, that was another thing that was kind of... Um, because, like, one of my um, uh, honorable mentions was uh, Seven. Okay. Now, you know, there's really not inclement weather. No. But it's raining constantly. True. 
Um, and to me, the rain and the dreariness plays such a, a like, it, it's so important to that movie sure. and just how it, it, it plays out and just adds so much to the dinginess oh, and yeah. just the dreariness. Yeah. Um, but it's not really inclement weather. No. It's just fucking rain. It's just annoying. Right. <laughs> annoying. So depressing weather. Yeah. So I just like 30 days of night, it's not really that they had to, you know, be overwhelmed by the weather. Yeah. But the that environment, just like uh, the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, there's no escaping it. You I got nowhere it. to go. I get it, man. Uh, my number one, of course, was the thing, as I already explained, and for reasons why. Uh, if I had to do a uh, honorable mention, have you ever seen the Mother's Day remake? Yeah. That one's not bad. No, it's actually a pretty good it's, movie. I, I think it's actually better than the original. I agree. The original is borderline. It's it's trauma comedy. Um, a lot of people love it. I'm not sure why, but uh, the remake has is it brings in this home invasion element and these um, meth head rednecks trying to get uh, like their money out of a picture that was hidden in the house. New people came in and bought the house, and they're having a party, and then here, here comes the rubes. And on top of that, there's a, a flash flood warning. Mm-hmm. So while they're scouring the house trying to find this hidden stash of cash, uh, they're also – the scene with the hair plugs. I don't know what hair plugs feel like, <laughs> but that for that's like a very cringe moment for me. Just watching like – the way his scalp comes back like Velcro almost. You know what I mean? I can't remember it. <laughs> oh, God. It's bad. I remember liking it. It's yeah. a good show. Um, I still cornot decide if I want to beat off to Rebecca De Mornay or not. You do. I, I probably have at one point, but uh, like she... Like, you definitely did during Risky Business. No, I, I was never into Risky Business, but there was another movie where she broke I'm not out. saying be into Risky Business. I'm saying be into Re- Rebecca De Mornay. There's a, a movie out. I don't know what it is, but it involves her breaking out of prison. Mm-hmm. And she has to get naked to do it. And she gets naked and she like slips through the, uh, the uh, rails or the fucking bars or whatever. And on her way out of prison, she happens upon a handyman yeah. who's just there to fix something. And she bangs the living crap out of him. And then she goes out of prison. <laughs> nice. That, I don't know what the hell movie that was. But I'm, you wanted to be the handyman. I wanted to be the handyman. And I would probably pleasure myself to it if I could figure it out. Another good weather movie is Crawl. Crawl. Is that the one with the gator? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really? yeah. It's actually really good. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Uh, to be as low a budget as it is. The... the the down the, again with an unlikable character <laughs> yeah. when she goes into that oh, apex predator on first or I'm last. All right, summer, oh, settle down. <laughs> okay, sweet pea, you're you're battling an alligator, and before that you weren't battling an alligator. You were winning swimming competitions. Hopefully, there will be a sequel where there's an alligator and a tiger. <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, Sarah knew that this was our meat hook, so okay. she threw out uh, number three, Evil Dead, uh, the 2013. Okay, sure. Um, heavy rain, why not? Heavy rain and the flooding and stuff. Yeah. Plus that, you know, the blood rain. Of course. Uh, two, the thing. Of course. Uh, number one, Twister. <laughs> Twister. <laughs> She's being funny. I <laughs> hope she is. With your boyfriend, Bill Paxton. Finger of God. <laughs> <laughs> Flying cows, look out. All right, inmates, we would love to hear what your top three increment weather horror movies are. As long as it's not Sharknado. Please.
Please give us a shark. Give us an argument for Sharknado. <laughs> uh, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Get us on the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. In the meantime, Mr. Harrell, I think we need to discuss uh, what movies we got to watch in the in the last week. Yes, sir. A little segment we like to call, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Hey, what are you looking at, dear? What are you looking at? Yes, sir. I only got one movie in this week in between fucking shoveling snow and reshoveling snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, I, I talked my wife into watching Bloody Hell. Nice. She enjoyed it. Uh, I think she is now hot for Ben O'Toole. As well she should be. She should. And he spends a lot of time in that movie with his shirt off. Yeah. Uh, handsome Devil. And, I cannot... He's got to be related to Robert Downey Jr. In some weird... Or maybe he went to the school of Robert Downey Jr. acting. <laughs> the look-alike something, school. Something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, the deal is with him, but I cannot look at him and not see Tony Stark. I wonder if he was ever like a stunt double or something. I hope so. <clears throat> I hope he was. No, spit an image. I know. And acts like him, too. Like with the mannerisms <clears throat> and everything. It's very hard for me to get around that. Uh, that's all I'm looking at this week, buddy. What do you got? Uh, we rewatched Deadstream. Very cool. Very good movie. I'm going to try and talk her into watching that one next. I think she'll like it. <laughs> it's very silly. Uh, let's see. Samaritan, the Sly Stallone flick. Not yeah. not horror, but, uh, you know, dark superhero. action, superhero-y kind very of flick. Cool. Uh, I liked it more than most people, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> A lot of people out. really shit on that movie. Woo! Um, oh boy, finally finished Morbius. Yeah. That's... No good? It's it's fine until like the last, oh boy, 15 minutes, it ends real shit. Ah. Uh, And finally got to see Curse of the Blair Witch. Okay. So I I don't want to give too much away, but I've gone on like a bananas deep dive of Blair Witch lore. And I found some things and figured a few things out. And um, so here's what here's part of the problem that I struggle with. Um, Blair Witch Two, Book of Shadows, acknowledges the Blair Witch Project as a movie, but not necessarily a work of fiction. If I'm not mistaken. Now on top of that, if you really want to get in, put your fucking Blair Witch tinfoil hat on. If watching Curse of the Blair Witch, which is the fake documentary that was released to the Sci-Fi Channel, there is a character that is represented in that f- mockumentary. Uh, the sheriff of Burkittsville is a guy named Ron Cravens. Now, let's bypass the Blair Witch Project. Let's go straight back to Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. The sheriff in that movie is named Ron Cravens. So... By that definition, if I'm not mistaken, that makes Blair Witch 2 canon to the franchise. Okay. Correct? Am I wrong? I don't know. No, I would agree. Okay. Now, let's go on to Blair Witch, uh, the Adam Wingard Blair Witch, Mm -hmm. where we get into Heather Donahue's younger brother, who, by the way, would have to be like months old at the time of her disappearance. Not not to to take shits on anything or point any, any fingers. So the thing that kind of turned me off about that one, but I now kind of got a little bit better of a hold on, is that 
that fucking spider lady that shows up at the end. Yeah. She is not <clears throat> supposed to be the Blair Witch. She is supposed to be a previous victim of the Blair Witch. Hmm. And having rewatched that, I don't remember hearing anything about um, the Blair Witch being uh, having her arms and legs stretched at all. So, now, going back to Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Okay. There is a segment, not a segment, there's a um, some dialogue. Okay, so not to ruin this, but it's like 20 years old anyway, so who gives a shit? Uh, one of the characters kind of, sort of, half-assed gets possessed by the Blair Witch in Book of Shadows. She describes an event that is uh, came to her in a vision in which a group of kids went out to the woods... After the execution, or the abandonment, I guess, of the Blair Witch, went back there and stabbed her to death with uh, sharp sticks, put their hands in her blood, and then pressed their hands up against her gowns, and then released her from the uh, tree that she was tied to and hung her. So that explains the handprints on the wall in the in the original abandoned house mm-hmm. thing. And... Um, I guess would would tell the tale of how she actually died and why they never found the body. So I've gone on this completely useless rant about the Blair Witch. Right, but I guess my big question is, so (laughs) what are you getting at? Why exactly do you give a shit? It's part of a whole thing that I'm trying to put together. Okay, I I am looking forward to... uh, uh, a whatever kind of whittled down synopsis whatever it is i'm gonna do yeah <laughs> all right enough about me and my conspiracy theories and there's still um i i've yet to watch it also but uh there is that blockbuster exclusive uh it's um and it could just be a making of or it may be another documentary but it's called sticks and stones uh, oh. And I think somebody's uploaded that to YouTube. Okay, I'm going to have to check that uh, out. And it could just be a making of, for all I know. Okay. But it may give you more fuel to your fire there. Maybe. Hot uh, stuff. I also kind of did a, a, a deep dive into the alternate endings of the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it, it doesn't really change anything. It's just kind of a matter of what happens in that last 30 seconds as they're running up and down the stairs of the house. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to bog you guys down with this any longer because <laughs> I've clearly devoted too much of my own time to it. Uh, how about some uh, immersion therapy, Mister Harold? How about it? <laughs> immersion therapy. Bleed with me, will ya? What did you think? This movie stunk. Um, <clears throat> very slow. Look, I am down for a slow burn. This one was super. If slow. there's a payoff, yeah. This answered nothing. No, not really. It, even at the end, I still don't know if it was all in her head or if they were actually doing that. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know that I care either. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's I cared enough. Problem. I cared enough to read a lot of people's interpretations. Okay, there weren't even any interpretations. Everybody was like, "I've beat the fuck out of me." Yeah, I don't know. Either. There's not enough meat on the bone for me to even take a good guess. Like everybody else is as dumbfounded as we are, and that's why the rating is pretty low because it just doesn't give you enough 
to even kind of put together your own conclusion. No. I would love to. I would love to tell you that there was a vampire involved. I can't say that with any degree of certainty. I can't either. But what brings me back to the, the, the thing that really kind of ticked me off about this one, and this is a pet peeve I have when it comes to horror movies, why would you, how does this trip even happen? You have chosen the most awkward girl uh, available to take on a week-long vacation to a cabin in the woods. Why? Well, again, so the whole time we're watching it, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, okay, at the end, I'm going to have these questions answered. Yeah. It's like, maybe this awkward girl is actually one of the patients at this place that yeah. they, they work at or whatever. Yeah, I thought that too for a second. Um, so maybe she's just, you know, really attached to her and wants to help her get in. Maybe she's actually cutting herself. Yeah. Don't, no clue. No. Have no idea. No. Did they ever explain what she did, the, the one chick did to her ankle or whatever? No. But that was like... They went out on a, on the hike. But the, that, that limpy foot was mentioned and shown throughout the whole movie. Right. And I, I get that it doesn't add anything to understand what happened, but they kept saying your therapy or your rehab right. and stuff like that. And, uh, your recovery. But you don't know. So I'm like, is this some kind of drug well, therapy? Or? That, they're, well, okay, so like on the first night, one of the things that they say when they sit down is, to your recovery. Mm-hmm. They then immediately start uh, hammering pain pills, right. drinking wine. So By the I, next night, they've broken out the joints. <laughs> yeah, so I assumed, okay, they're talking about like the physical rehabilitation sure. for whatever she did to her foot or okay. ankle. Yeah. Which was never, ever touched on. So I, I'm not one to, to think too much into horror movies. But I had to assume that there, it had to have something to do with the rabbit. Right? When they go out on that little walk, they find people have killed and like hung rabbits from the trees. Is, is she supposed to be like a rabbit's foot kind of a thing? I don't know. I just I, assumed she was drinking rabbit blood. Okay. I'll buy that. I don't know what else to tell you. I have no I idea. Know. But if she is, there's so much. Look, <laughs> like I think if you are the, I think if you are this like blood drinking person and you, you've got this rabbit, you know, dangling from a tree and you're drinking its blood, I don't think you'd sit there poking it with a stick. No. Uh, and you'd probably take it down because you don't want people knowing that. Plus, you're you don't it. want the blood to drain out. You wouldn't take your friend and your boyfriend over there the next day to fuck around with it. This I don't know. I don't know. It's stupid. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's. I'm not smart enough for this movie. I'm not. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think the person that made the movie was smart enough to write a proper movie. Okay. Um. Uh, I, I will. I will agree with that. Every story, I think, makes sense to the person putting of it course. on paper. Of course it does. But you hand it off to somebody to make damn sure it makes sense to them too. That's the problem. And I think that uh, sometimes in the ma- in the filmmaking process, you get so masturbatory with like, oh, that we're going to put a subtext in here about blood and the uh, uh, acquisition of sustenance and her journey into trying to find a way to cure whatever the fuck is her problem, and then we're gonna, you know, the the. Um, the attuned viewer will notice the uh, the imagery of the rabbit hanging and pick up on the uh, whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. Nobody gets it. You went too deep down the rabbit hole, no pun intended, and now nobody understands what you were trying to say. 
And I feel like that's might have been what happened. I might be giving him too much credit. And what are the odds of her finding that little hidden box? No, come, yeah, on. come on. I found it in the back of the closet. All right. No. No, I don't think so. Uh, inmates, we'd love to know what you thought of Bleed With Me. If uh, Don't watch it. Don't... If you can watch it and give us something that we missed, I would love to hear it. By all means, defend it and let us know uh, how we fucked up in our viewing or whatever. Uh, your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Old People from 2022. Uh, this one is streaming on Netflix. It stars Malika Foruchan and Stephen Luca, directed by Andy Fetcher. I assume it has something to do with old people. More than likely. That's, uh, it's going to be pretty <laughs> or it's silly. the most misleading title Just ever. Tell me about it. it. takes place in a preschool. What the fuck? Uh, check that chat out, inmates, and we will do the same and compare notes next week. But now, you must educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a true crime writer. Um, My wife and kids don't particularly care for me anymore because I haven't (laughs) written a decent book in quite a while. But that's all going to stop, Jason Harrell, because I just bought a new house. And uh, it's in a small town. It's perfect for writing. And wouldn't you know, maybe some shit happened in this house. Maybe. Found myself some 8mm tapes in the attic. And I am off and running. Holy shit, I hope I don't get run over by a lawnmower. (laughs) I am, of course, sinister. That's a good movie, man. I love that one. Did you ever see the second one? Yeah. What do you think? Disappointing. Uh, I wasn't mad. I know a lot of people were mad. Of course, it wasn't as good as the first. But all in all, I wasn't that mad at it. I thought they, uh, taking Officer So-and-So off on his little side quest, I think that was a bad idea. Yeah. He's not a, he's not, he's not a, a main character type of a character. Uh, that first one, I mean, we loved it so much. Uh, I, maybe there was just way too much expectation for the Could second be. one. Yeah. Um, I loved Bagul yeah. as a character. Yeah. He's fucking creepy as shit. Totally. Um, yeah, really, really like that first one. Except for the very, very, very ending when, like, the movie wraps up and then uh, Bagul drops into frame staring right at you. Been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, it's like kind of one, almost one of those little, yeah, like, almost things. like a credit roll kind of deal. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a hot, young, 20-something-year-old young lady. Um, Bit on the outs with my fiancé, but you know what? Fuck him. I'm going to go on what would have been our honeymoon, and I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to take my best friend instead of his sorry ass. I might just fucking call him hammered uh, from a nightclub uh, while I'm thinking about having sex with somebody else, motherfucker. And uh, while I'm down here on my should-have-been honeymoon... I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna live dangerously, Jason Harrell. I might do. I might get on a um, a boat, and I might head off into the sunset with some shady dudes to do uh, some nature viewing. That is probably gonna <laughs> go. I don't know. I'm trying not to give this away. It's. Uh, I hope uh, all the safety equipment is up to uh, snuff, 
And uh, despite the shit, I got a deal, by the way, on the on this uh, tour thing that I'm doing. Kind of re- kind of regretting that now because this sounds like a bargain. This craft looks like it is not exactly seaworthy, and this uh, nature viewing situation could easily go south. I see exactly a certain amount of uh, south. <laughs> For, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Think about that, inmates. Uh, tune in next week, and I'll drop some knowledge on you. In the meantime, I think that's going to be about it for us this week, Jason. Hey, hey. smash that like button and hit the notifications. <laughs> that way you know when we upload another episode. Um, like, comment, subscribe, of course, wherever you found this. That helps us out quite a bit. Ring that bell. Ring that bell, baby doll. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. Support.paddedroompodcast.com is where you find that link. $5 donation gets you a Padded Room t-shirt, Padded Room travel mug, control of the month of February... And uh, that's it, because I'm out of porn. So, sorry about that. If you were looking for porn, I can direct you to some websites where you will not have to pay for it. (laughs) Uh, In the meantime, Jason, anything else on the week, my friend? That's it for me. For Buddy in Absentia, Jason, who's not in Absentia, um, Goddamn Vampires, Increment Weather, and the vampires that can still look good uh, while they're tearing up small towns in said Increment Weather. Uh, doppelgangers, aliens that can assume human form, um, fucking YouTube channel people and their over-the-top excitement over nonsensical things, and the millions of dollars they make that we are never going to get a taste of. Never. In the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, guys! Bye!